Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. John Cobelt, Ken Shampo, KFI. AM 640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome, everybody. A big story continues to be the mass shooting that occurred early Sunday morning in downtown Sacramento. Six dead, 12 wounded. We now have several people arrested in connection with what happened, but we're going to find out specifically what they're so far being charged with. And also reports that there were guns that looked like they were converted into automatic weapons. Yeah, two of them are brothers, Dondre Martin and Smiley Martin. Then there's a third person that's been arrested as well. John Brenizi is with us from KFBK Radio in Sacramento. John, how are you? Doing good. Uh, it's a fast-moving story. We're finding things out every hour, just about. Yeah, so uh, give us a rundown on the three who've been charged and what crimes they're being acu- accused of. Well, the first arrest was made Monday. That was Dondre Martin, who was uh, arrested on weapons and assault charges. His brother, 
Uh, Smiley Martin, 27 years old, we learned this morning, is one of those who was wounded and being treated in the hospital. He is under uh, in protective custody, being guarded by officers while recovering at the hospital. He's charged with weapons charges, not the assault. Neither one are actually charged with murder this af- uh, so far. And this afternoon, we're learning of the arrest of a third suspect. Um, they are announcing a 27-year-old who was not exactly charged in the shooting, but during the course of their investigation and the search warrants, uh, they recovered a stolen uh, weapon that he was not allowed to be in possession of because he was one of those prohibited people we were talking about yesterday. Could be that he's on parole, or it could be a gun violence restraining order. There's a, not, a lot of reasons that that could happen. Well, do they think that uh, these three did any of the actual murders, or is it are there other suspects that they are looking for? So that is still to be determined. They, uh, are, they are calling it multiple shooters, and they say they're not done looking for suspects yet. And, in fact, a local nonprofit is putting up money, a $10,000 reward, for more information that leads to arrests. And what can you tell us about the guns that they think were used by some of these people in these shootings? Something well, we, like rapid gunfire we're hearing. Yeah, we got word just this afternoon from uh, one of the police officer, um, you know, public information officers that one of the weapons they recovered had been modified to make it fully automatic. Um, they are not describing it as a ghost gun, but usually that's the definition of what what they call a ghost gun. Something's been modified with post um, aftermarket parts. Uh, they haven't said exactly if that gun that they found was involved in the shooting. That level of detail will take, I'm sure, the crime lab comparing bullet recovered and the uh, the score or the rifling in that particular weapon. So I imagine that's going to take some time. Might be why we don't have actual murder charges. There were so many bullets, maybe over a hundred. And right. uh, they've got to tra- track them to the to the guns that they have confiscated, and uh, who knows what else that they haven't confiscated yet. One interesting thing to bring up is just kind of the uh, the social media talk that's going on about what it's like the club nature uh, uh, in Sacramento, where one person might say something disparaging about someone on social media. His friends then find out about it and react, and by closing time, they're all talking about which clubs they're at so they can show up and settle their differences. That's something that is relatively new, I think, in the social media and the post-COVID era. Oh, that's great. That's great. So they rag on each other online, and then at 2 in the morning, it all boils over. Yep, in the streets. Now, yeah. Smiley Martin, who was apparently he was, he was arrested at the hospital because he actually took some gunfire, apparently, huh? Uh, yeah, no no uh, word on his actual condition and if he's speaking to officers. But, yeah, he is still in the hospital among those being treated. There were 12 wounded, and now we know um, at least one of those 12 is somewhat involved in the shooting, according to police. And have you taken a look at the record of Smiley Martin? Because apparently that's making news this afternoon that he has quite the criminal record going back to, you know, when he, when he just turned 18 years old. And uh, apparently he did uh, get some sort of early release. All we can see so far is that there were um, there were arrests dating back to a, at least 2012. Not ne- not necessarily the charges. We don't know the nature of those arrests, but yeah, he's had a long history with the law. All right, John. Thank you very much for that update. Thank you, guys. All right, that's John Brenizi from KFBK Radio in Sacramento. The latest, and again, three men have been arrested, and I guess we'll use the term in association with the mass shooting that occurred Sunday morning in Sacramento, because again, these are not murder charges. They're pretty much all gun charges. Although the guy that was arrested yesterday had something that vaguely was involved with an assault.
But uh, murder is not yet on the table. Of course, the police first just want to arrest people. You, you charge them with something so you can detain well, they, them. Then you, you can hold- question them. Right. Otherwise, the actual charges will be determined by the DA, and that's going to come when they can put together the case more specifically. Because if you arrest somebody, you only have 48 hours you can hold on to them yeah. without issuing a charge. So you, you, you do something obvious like, well, all right, he had a gun on him, and uh, the gun was illegal in some way. So now, okay, now we can hold him. Right. We, but you we, want to do something because you don't yeah. want him to run away. Yeah. So but, you uh, have to kind of make a move. Ma- ma- matching 100 bullets sprayed out all over this block. Uh, with with the uh, uh, eighteen victims, you got you got six dead, twelve wounded, uh, and then you have to piece together. They probably have hundreds of individual videotapes. You know, right. people pulled out their phones from uh, a million different angles, and then you have security for the restaurants and and clubs in the area. So it's going to take a while to to put together the story because when you finally charge somebody with murder, you have to have a story that runs from beginning to end. Uh, to uh, to tell the judge. And I imagine the all the story. forensic they have to do at that crime scene with all of the rounds that were fired, that's going to take a lot. And you're right, they got the bullets in the bodies. I-, I had heard, and it may sound pretty morbid, but the six that were killed, their bodies were left lying there for up to 18 hours because the investigators had to come and completely measure out yeah. and do all their forensic work at the scene they didn't want anything moved, so they could mm-hmm. you know, nothing you could do for a dead body. But right, they're dead anyway. It sounds so. gruesome, but they did just leave them lying what, there for a while before the coroner took them what away. A, what a sick, stupid culture, though. You spend the day insulting each other online. This is where Zuckerberg's got to be really proud. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now, on social I, media. Yeah, I was thinking today. You know, Elon Musk is in the news, and I was thinking, well, Elon Musk actually makes cars, right? He makes. Uh, uh, satellite dishes and links. Yeah, he makes rockets. Maybe he'll go to Mars. He makes stuff that, that's hard and usable, has benefit to people. And then what Zuckerberg do? And don't forget. He allowed every psycho and sicko in the world to connect. And he makes money off pushing advertising on him. We don't hear about it much anymore, but Elon Musk also digs tunnels. That that's right. That supposedly will take cars faster to their destination. That's right. He digs tunnels. I don't know what happened with that, but... Yeah, well, I don't, he's, it's like a five-year-old story now. Isn't it? Uh, he's got, yeah, he's got well, the he, boring company. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's actually done a lot of work. I, I don't know how many of them have uh, reached uh, success or not, but yeah. to some extent, you got to you got to try that out and see if it works. Elon Musk um, is like the the crazy genius. Yeah, but some uh, of the it, stuff he says is bizarre, and the life he's led is kind of bizarre, but. He seems to be behind good ideas that often turn into something. Yeah, some, some of it's useful. Of course, you're going to have some misses, but you know, some of it's useful. What, what did Zuckerberg give us? And now, so you have all these, uh, all this weird psycho gang culture, and what a waste! What a waste of life! And it's one thing that they're wasting their own lives, but they whip themselves into this violent frenzy at the end of the day, and then shoot everybody else. I mean, this crowd ought to be put in prison forever, and executed too. The whole lot of them. Well, stay with us. After 4.30, the Sacramento County District Attorney Anne-Marie Schubert is going to come on the show. She's running for attorney general as an independent. But it was her office that sent a long letter to the parole people trying to make sure they did not release one of the men arrested in the shooting. Smiley Allen Martin apparently got a long 10-year prison record for a horrible assault on a woman that appeared to be a prostitute working for him. 
But he got released from what we can tell in just a couple of years. And the Sacramento DA's office said, don't do that. This is not a good person. This person will offend again. And we don't know whether or not Martin killed anybody in the Sacramento shooting early Sunday morning, but he is one of the people that so far has been arrested. So after 430, we'll be back on the story with uh, Anne-Marie Schubert. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobell and Ken Shampo. It's KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Oh, one of the people running for L.A. mayor. I don't know. Uh, actually threw him in the dumpster a couple of weeks ago. We'll talk about it after 3.30. Sniveling Eric Leonard did quite a story on, on the update on this. Yes, which includes a uh, 2017 meeting at the L.A. City Attorney's Office where they were talking about uh, the Los Angeles Department of Water and Power and that whole billing debacle and the lawsuits that came out of it and the possibility of uh, corruption was discussed. Was this mayoral candidate at the meeting? You'll find out more after the news at 3.30. Plus, the development today is one of the highest-ranking officials in the L.A. City Attorney's Office did enter a guilty plea in connection with that corruption at LADWP. Yep. we get to all of that. We've after. had a lot of uh, criminals in uh, L.A. city government in recent yeah. years. This, this is, is probably the, the most I can remember in terms of guys getting indicted, pleading guilty, getting uh, thrown in prison. Yeah, two members of the city council. And it's the and third one. third. Mark third. Lee Thomas yeah. is not yet convicted, but he will be. Uh, he is charged. Um, you mentioned Elon Musk, and of course, Elon Musk has been in the news because he is joining Twitter's board of directors. Uh, yesterday, he bought a 9% stake in the company, which makes him the largest shareholder in Twitter. Does that give you an automatic seat on the board of directors because you have the largest stake, I guess? I don't know how that happened pretty well, quickly. Well, they're trying to placate him, see? <laughs> if they freeze him out, you know, you know, he's got $300 billion. He can buy the rest of Twitter tomorrow morning. Oh, you know, is it he's for sale. He's on on the stock market. Sure, you can just buy up everybody's stock. You offer enough money. Oh, you offer enough money. I was going to say, it's... yeah, but he'll he'd have plenty of money to buy up Twitter. It's not that profitable a company. It's it's the the least of the major uh, social media. Companies. No, it's uh, it's it's the attention it gets is outsized right. versus right. exactly how well it does. Every every a hole in the media is on it, and every political uh, moron in the is on it, so that's why it gets outsized attention. But it's not, it's not as popular as Facebook or TikTok, for example. Well, the only thing he did so far is he put out a poll asking people, and I'm not on Twitter, so this doesn't mean much to me, if they would like an edit button. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I when I post something and I notice that I made a spelling mistake, I have to delete the whole post. I can't edit it. And start all over again. Yes, it's a pain. Oh, I see. When you, and, po when you post those dog bulletins. Or whatever I post, yeah. I, I realize that I have an extra or, letter or, or something. Or and breaking vegan news. Yeah. Yeah. How many followers do you have on Twitter? Um, I think a thousand. Let me see. A not thousand. that many. Thousand. Mm. That's really not that much. Waiting for Deborah Mark news. <laughs> oh, I have two thousand seven hundred seventy-two followers. There Look you got that. Not that many. I need more. Well, why, yeah, why yeah. do you need more? You I to, don't know. It's just you have to give them content. 
People, I, I people do. follow you if you give them, you know, do something. Do you send out stuff every day? Or? Not every day. Today I posted it's my daughter's birthday. And uh, <laughs> I took a picture with Jennifer Jones Lee because I never see her because our schedules are so different. So I posted a picture of the two of us. You see what you're missing? And um, let's see. I, I've posted pictures of the three of us before on Twitter. Uh, yeah, those, those get lots of lots They of do. Likes. They actually do get a lot of likes. They do. See, That's a, important. It's a uh, it's a news service. To make his point, his poll says, do you want an edit button? And the first choice was YSE. The second choice was ON. So he misspelled both yes and no. You get it? To prove that you can't fix it. Well, uh, Deborah the, Mark explained, that was Elon Musk's little joke that the real purpose is Twitter uh, censors a lot of people with political viewpoints that they don't agree with. Because you think he's going to shake that up? That's the big question. I think everybody. that's his purpose. Yeah, and and if if they people don't, already want him to put Trump back in, oh, they should. I, I think Trump has uh, you know every right as anybody else to be on there to say whatever he wants. So but it's like when Twitter when Twitter blocked the New York Post true story about uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, and then they they blocked it. Uh, until after the election. And then the CEO says, oh, yeah, I guess we made a mistake. You didn't make a mistake. Well, you I, did that on purpose. Well, let's ask this question. If you were running one of these social media outfits, it is anything goes, you wouldn't you wouldn't censor anything. No, it, it should I be mean, just like... crazy QAnon people and... That's uh, right. Well, people I, who are calling other people child well, molesters out any proof and people who are... If, 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 well, if you have somebody, you know, committing crimes, that's different. But if you, a lot of this is just stories that uh, don't fit the left wing progressive uh, ideology. I mean, the Hunter Biden thing was a classic. Uh, and, and and what they do, they have tricks where maybe they don't um, block you, but they have a way of hiding your post. Facebook does this too. It just doesn't appear yeah. uh, on on everybody's feeds. It's it's technically there. Like if you look at it on your page, it's like yeah yeah I posted it, but. Nobody else sees it. And uh, look, they own it, so they can do what they want. It's a private company. But you know, increasingly it becomes a public forum where everybody's exchanging their viewpoints. And Musk thinks, well, if I'm running this thing, I'm gonna, it's going to be much more wide open. It's not going to be tilted against conservative views and uh, wide open to progressive views. Right. So, you know, he, so he bought 10%. That's the warning shot. If they don't change their policies, then he'll probably buy a majority control. Yeah, because apparently, uh, what was it? The CEO of Twitter said something about be careful how you vote with the edit button. Uh, Parag Agwal is the CEO now of Twitter. Jack Dorsey left a while ago. I I know on Facebook, um, you know, I I got friends and there's people I know and then a lot of them are listeners. But... um, there's a certain number of people that I know, who, and when they post, they tend to post conservative stuff, right? And um, secretly, Facebook disconnects me from them. And, you, you know, you're supposed to follow people. Like, if I want to keep track of Deborah's posts, I follow her. Well, some of the people that I follow, friends of mine, I find out I've magically unfollowed them, and they don't show up in my feed anymore. And they all tend to have something in common. They, they write, you know, conservative or, you know, anti-Biden uh, or anti-Gavin Newsom stuff on their feeds. And suddenly they just disappear. It's as if I don't know them. And then I have to reattach them. And I tried this with one friend. 
And I had to reattach them about a dozen times. And like the next day, unattached. And it's only those people. So I Sounds it, like he's been disembodied. Yeah, it is. <laughs> to reattach them. So, that's right. <laughs> I've never heard it put that way. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they they run they run a garbage, deceitful propaganda operation. But you know, they're making a lot of money off it. And some people probably don't even know that, that they've been forcibly uh, you know, disengaged. All right. All right. When we come back. One of the major candidates running for L.A. city mayor certainly looks like he's entangled in another corruption story. We'll explain. John and Ken Show, KFI. The John and Ken Show rolls on here. John Cobelt and Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, a reminder, in one hour, we'll be talking to the Sacramento County DA, Anne-Marie Schubert, who also happens to be running as an independent for attorney general in the state of California. A longtime prosecutor, very sharp person. She'll come on and talk about how her office tried to stop the release, it appears, of a man who's been arrested in connection with the Sacramento shooting. He got a 10-year prison sentence. Looks like he didn't serve all, maybe just a couple of years. He got one of those early release things. Anne Marie's office had sent a long letter to the parole people saying, do not release this man. He got convicted in 2018. He should have served until 2028. He was out in 2021. And now That's what he's we're in, getting out of this. Now right? he's involved in this mass shooting. Well, well, well what do you think's going to happen if you let out violent prisoners? And this guy was quite violent. I mean So she'll share what her office tried to do and her input. Can you imagine how frustrating it is to be somebody like Anne Marie Schubert? Now, back in the city of L.A., we've got five main candidates trying to be the next mayor to replace Mr. Not-Going-to-India, Eric Garcetti. What do you think he's doing these days? You think he's punching walls or (laughs) hopefully not people? He's beating up his special friends. Do you think he's chasing Rick Jacobs? You you did to me! I couldn't I, stop you. I didn't want to stop you. I, I don't know. Well, I, I was talking about this with, with somebody the other day. It's like, what is he like? What is he like behind closed doors? I mean, he's got to be a boiling volcano in real life. I, I think his persona is entirely fake. Because oh, I mean, he looks so cool and controlled yeah, and sweet right. and charming. But, and... but too much. Too much. Too so much. Yeah. He's got everything zipped inside, and you've got these reports that leak from time to time about his oh. domestic disputes. When he did those nightly 5.15 p.m. fireside chats a couple of years yeah. ago with COVID, the pandemic no. first hitting. Oh, my God. That, that was hard to take. That is an act. A total... So much phony sincerity. I know. So I, maybe when he's out of office, somebody will finally we tell the story. We now bow our head for our fallen Angelinos. <laughs> Well, anyway, the mayor's race has one candidate who happens to be the Los Angeles city attorney. His name is Mike Fuhrer. We call him the mustache. You can't miss him. He was up there on stage a couple of weeks ago at the debate, and we threw him in the dumpster the following Friday because he doesn't belong in the race. But he may have bigger problems, and Rick Caruso, one of his opponents, brought it up during the debate. Apparently, this involves the Los Angeles Department of Water and Power, which years ago tried to roll out a new billing system. It was such a debacle. Many ratepayers got badly overcharged. There were lawsuits. And that's why the L.A. City Attorney's Office was involved, because they had to deal with these lawsuits. Now, to, to kind of boil it all down, eventually what happened is a attorney came on board with the city. 
for the city of uh, for the city of LA's attorney's office, and he ended up working both sides. He found a lawyer in Ohio to represent the ratepayers because he initially had been a ratepayer attorney, but he also was representing the city of LA, working both sides. And eventually there was a large settlement and what do you know, a large payoff to the lawyers involved, which included this man. The question then that is raised is, well, who else knew in the city attorney's office what was going on here? And it all revolves around, or at least a big part of the story, a December 1st, 2017 meeting, which apparently was called at the city attorney's office to discuss paying off an unnamed blackmailer who had threatened to reveal that attorneys working for the city were working both sides, the class action ratepayer lawsuit and representing the city. So here is a great story and an update on all this. And that brings us back to was Mike Fuhrer at this meeting? This is from Eric Leonard at NBC4. It started inside the headquarters of the DWP, a colossal computer failure that led to the exposure of high-level crimes and cover-ups. The new DWP information system that was supposed to streamline billing back in 2013 mistakenly overcharged 50,000 residents and business owners. Furious DWP customers sued, and when those lawsuits landed at L.A. City Attorney Mike Fuhrer's door, the city hired private law firms to assist with defending the city and suing the billing system provider. But in early 2019, it was revealed in court that a few lawyers working for the city were secretly controlling the class action case filed by overcharged customers while simultaneously defending the same lawsuit. In other words, the city suing itself with a sham lawsuit. According to a court investigation made public last year, that enabled the city to settle the ratepayer claims on terms it dictated, which also sent nearly $20 million in fees to private lawyers. The FBI raids the Los Angeles Department of Water and Power and City Hall offices. And the revelations about the legal misconduct got the attention of the feds. FBI agents raided the DWP and city attorney's offices in 2019, and that ongoing investigation has led to four criminal prosecutions, including the former general manager of the DWP, David Wright, who's pleaded guilty to a bribery charge, and Thomas Peters, a former top deputy to city attorney Mike Fuhrer, seen here next to his former boss at a DWP lawsuit press conference in 2015. In Peter's plea documents, he admits he met with other senior members of the city attorney's office on December 1st, 2017, and said in the court filing that meeting included talk about how to conceal the DWP lawsuit legal misconduct long before it was publicly exposed. I, I don't even know what meeting we're talking about. And that's what L.A. City Attorney Fewer said on March 8th when the I-team asked him if he'd participated in that 2017 meeting. We asked because Fewer had just been accused in a state bar complaint of taking part in that meeting, having personal and direct knowledge of the extortion scheme to cover up the misconduct and lying about it in a 2019 deposition. That allegation has absolutely no merit to it. It's from a confessed felon on whose violations we discovered. The complaint was filed by one of the private attorneys the city had hired to work on the DWP cases, who himself is now facing a federal criminal charge. I've never been involved in any such discussion. So I filed a Public Records Act request for a copy of the city attorney's office calendar for that day, hoping it would reveal who else was in the room. You can see on December 1st, 2017, it shows only one meeting related to the DWP, this one at 4.45 p.m. and a among those scheduled to attend, 
Thomas Peters, and Mike Feuer. In a statement to the I-Team, a spokesman said Fuhr goes to a lot of meetings and can't remember yeah. this one, though the calendar makes it appear he was there. Fuhr denies there was a discussion of anything illegal or a cover-up. There's no question that someone who's running for mayor, someone who's sitting as a city attorney in office, has to answer the question, what was he doing in that room? And what did he know? Jamie Cord of Consumer Watchdog says he first raised the alarm in 2015 when it appeared the city wasn't working in the best interest of the public while overseeing the DWP lawsuits, which have cost taxpayers millions of dollars to litigate and settle. The FBI raid of the DWP and city attorney's offices came up again during a recent mayoral debate after fewer accused candidate and real estate developer Rick Caruso of ignoring the city's need for affordable housing and instead building luxury shopping centers and apartments. Mike, I'm sorry that you opened this door. Your office was raided by federal agents. Your office is under investigation. And you've got a senior person in your office that's accusing you of perjury. Consumer watchdog's Jamie Court says the calendar obtained by the I-Team might move those allegations of misconduct that have so far only led to people close to Fuhr right into the city attorney's office. And if he was in the room, he knew about it. Now, L.A. City Attorney Mike Fuhr maintains that he knew nothing about anything illegal or any legal misconduct until more than a year after this 2017 meeting. Thomas Peters, his former deputy, is set to enter a guilty plea right here at federal court in downtown L.A. tomorrow. The FBI and federal prosecutors declined to comment on any of this, only saying the DWP investigation is ongoing and some of those who've pleaded guilty are cooperating. Yes, so, that's Eric Leonard, NBC4 investigative so, team, and... You can see it looks like uh, things are closing in on Fuhrer. Yeah, he's a liar. He's a weasel. He looks like a weasel. He sounds like a weasel because he is a weasel. So they, the, the whole scam was about to be blown sky high by a blackmailer, and they actually had a meeting to consider paying off the blackmailer, and Fuhrer was at that meeting. Uh, I don't go to a lot of meetings. I don't recall. <laughs> right. I, uh... he, he doesn't remember. Oh, it's on my calendar. I thought, well, yeah, well, I could have been there. He doesn't remember the meeting where they were going to pay off the blackmailer. Yeah, how often does that happen? Because all the attorneys in, in his office had con concocted the scheme so they'd represent both sides of the lawsuit and walk away with double the winnings. It makes you wonder, did Fuhrer get any money, too? Oh, absolutely. I mean, what, why sit there and, and bless the deal unless you were going to get a cut? And I bet you Caruso had some knowledge that Fuhrer was there because Caruso used to be on the DWP commission years ago. That's right, he was. Yeah. And, and he's got... He's uh, probably uh, still got his contacts and sources and the people running him things. people running his campaign are known to be the best dirt diggers in the state of California. <laughs> Yeah, he picked a good moment to throw that in. Yep. Like, oh, that the moment Fuhrer attacks you, you throw the DWP corruption case back at him. I love that debate because they, they, they knew the rules and they had a game plan. And the rule was, if you got attacked, you got 30 seconds, 30 seconds to respond. And so he had material on each one of the candidates if they attacked him. Right. And so Buscaiano attacked him. And then Caruso said, Joe, you were going on vacation with your family. Uh, and and then and then uh, uh, Fuhrer attacked him. It's like uh, Mike, uh, you know your your office was raided here. Uh, your your top deputy is being indicted. Karen Bass didn't do that, so he didn't attack her. But he probably had some material on Bass too.
All right, when we come back, you heard it at the end of Eric's report. The update is that this Thomas Peters, who was once one of the highest-ranking officials in Fuhrer's office, did enter a guilty plea in relation to this corruption case at LADWP. We'll give you the update next. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobell, Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM640 Live, everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, well, we got uh, City Attorney Mike Fuhrer in our sights this half hour. Of course, he wants to be L.A.'s next mayor. It's not likely to happen based on the polling anyway, but he should drop out of the race. Um, Today, one of his former top deputies, assistants, whatever you want to call him, Thomas Peters, did plead guilty. He admitted to aiding or abetting extortion because back in December of 2017, Top officials with the L.A. City Attorney's Office met to discuss paying off an unnamed blackmailer who had threatened to reveal that attorneys working for the city had improperly worked on both sides of a class action ratepayer lawsuit that was sought to recoup excessive power and water bills collected by the L.A. DWP. And based on Eric Leonard's last report, it appears Mike Fuhrer was at that meeting. And one thing that came up today, the defense attorney for this guy, Peters, says, well, his client continues to cooperate with authorities in the ongoing investigation. So I'm hoping the boom is about to lower on Mike Fuhrer. Fuhrer is not only at the meeting. He knows about this scam going on all along. He hired the guy who's dealing with the scam. He knows about the blackmailer. There were probably more meetings after that. By the way, what did they end up doing with the blackmailer? I don't know. I didn't I didn't see that in any of the stories. And if you remember this deal, probably many of you do. Now, the outside lawyer's this, name is Paul Paradis. That's the guy that was hired. He's an outside lawyer. The L.A. City Attorney's Office brought him in, a private attorney, to help work on this ratepayer lawsuit. He's the one that looks like he engineered the plan, and he hired some attorney from Ohio to quote, represent the ratepayers while he represented the city. They worked out a big settlement and parody took a lot of money out of it. Yeah. Now, Peters tried to conceal from judges and the public the city's legal misconduct in handling the lawsuits here. So he was doing a cover-up and that's what he admitted guilt to. But you remember when this happened, I remember there were people who had $50,000 water and oh, power yeah, bills. Outrageously ridiculous. 50000 right? for a month. And, and and because you know this 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 stupid computer another stupid computer system that didn't work. What is it? <laughs> what <laughs> if the computer systems aren't outdated? The new ones immediately malfunction and cause huge problems. Yeah, it's funny because we always talk about how a lot of government operations are sadly outdated. Then they update them and everything goes wildly uh, terrible. Because you know what? There's probably some payoff. You know, there, there's probably. Well, there's my some- question. Did Peters get money? Who got money besides Paradis well, and that lawyer in Ohio? Right. And was was the blackmailer paid off? Yeah, that's another question. Maybe and, that's why this is still an ongoing probe. This is, and, a, by the way, Peters is the fourth person to plead guilty. There's and, a former LADWP executive named David Wright who also pled guilty. And did they get any kickbacks from the blackmailer? It's like, you know what? We'll give you a million dollars to go away, but why don't you throw 100000 back at us on yeah, the side? I don't. I, I really honestly don't believe this story's over. Oh, no, it's not. It's not. And, and Fuhrer is probably sweating every night in bed. I, I, it's amazing how he puts himself out there, though. 
as a target. Right. He actually runs for mayor. He goes on stage with Caruso. And uh, thinking what nobody was going to bring up, you talk about an elephant in the room. That is the number one objection to Mike Fuhrer. He's up to his neck in this massive corruption case. And he runs for, he goes running for mayor anyway. I, the lack of self awareness and intelligence. Yep. All right. Stunning. When we come back, another effort to reform Proposition 47. That's the one that was passed by the voters. Another ridiculous scam was pulled. And it lowered the th- it raised the threshold for shoplifting to become a felony to nine hundred and fifty bucks. Well, in Sacramento, they were talking about lowering that back down to like four hundred dollars. It failed in committee. We'll be talking about it again next. Coming up, John and Ken show. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM six forty. Hey Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.